Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 721. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. It's absolutely free, including the postage and handling. I'm going to be reading again from uh, the Bible, of course, as always. I'm going to be reading, uh, the Lord wants me to go over uh, chapter 4 again. And we'll probably be able to get into chapter 5, I don't know, of First John. Um, we have uh, music. I've got music and I've got letters. But right now, let's go to the throne. I'd like to pray to the Lord that he anoints this program. Father, anoint this program. Um, anoint everyone in Radio Land to be able to receive the truth. Uh, so few people. Today the people are so far deceived. They've been believing man rather than you. And uh, mankind is definitely messed up. Crying a bit, as you know well, but more than I do. But... Um, I love you to open their hearts and souls because you've commanded us to love every human because they're all creations of yours and your desire is to see that they all are saved. And um, that's why I ask for this special anointing from you, Lord, that uh, you'd uh, give me the message that you want heard, that you want the entire world population to hear. Whether they hear it is, um, according to your word, they're not going to. Uh, most of them will not. But there's some out there that um, will believe, I pray, and that their souls will be saved and that the church will believe it even all the more, even though your word sounds a bit crude to the false doctrine that's being preached over our pulpits today. The false doctrine sounds so pretty and beautiful and so relaxing and it's just all you people just love one another and so on. But they don't know what the true meaning of love is. And uh, Father, love is the keeping of your commandments. And uh, this is what they don't want to know. They don't want to know it. They hate, actually hate knowing it. In other words, they hate your son, Christ Jesus, because he's the word of God. And so because they uh, hate uh, him, uh, Lord, you also will return incredible, eternal hatred unto them. They'll burn in hell. Now, you're a terrorist. Knowing the terror of God, the apostle Paul said, we preach. And that's why I preach. So many people say, well, I just love God so much, and I, I don't do it because there's a threat of uh, hell in eternity and the lake of fire, but I just love God. But I listen to the doctrine, and it's not your doctrine at all, because your doctrine is like the Hebrew language. Mazel tov. Mazel tov. This is the way your word sounds. It sounds rough. And you speak roughly uh, 
to the world uh, with threats. You threaten me, and that's how I know that you threaten everybody. You told me, get up on your feet and tell these people in this room about the Lord Jesus Christ before I ever knew you. I was just in that office in Beverly Hills. I was just getting to know you, <laughs> that you're very... Uh, no-nonsense God. Uh, you're a God of love, which means you're a God that keeps your own commandments. And when you say something, you're not a kidder. You actually will make people uh, do what you say, or else they will spend eternity in hell in the lake of fire. And you're not going to be a respecter of persons. doesn't make any difference if they were president or what. Actually, with their offices... Uh, they're more responsible than anyone else. And so, Lord, anoint this service, this message, this program. And um, I pray that souls will eventually, uh, eventually come unto you and that the church is strengthened. Uh, and, Lord, I ask that you bind every devil on uh, earth bind every devil and confine them to hell or a place, a miserable place, Lord, where they're not going to like it. Don't let them have any open door whatsoever, Father God. And um, open up every door for us and give us everything, all the needs that we have. For I ask it in Jesus' name and everyone says amen. Amen. All right, now, I have um, just recorded this. It's my tribute to God be the glory. Uh, Andre uh, Krauk came to my house in Nashville. It was kind of late at night. Actually, it was 9. I met him before at a, uh, where I was the main speaker at the Disney Land Hotel, the full gospel Christian businessmen uh, people had a big to-do over there, and I was the lead speaker, and he was the music that night, and um, so I was surprised to see him. I really didn't know him at all, and he asked me if I would sing this song, and that goes back, um, gosh, at least 25 years ago. So I finally recorded it with the Prague Symphony Orchestra in the Life Choir. And uh, I've always loved the song. It's, uh, I looked for it, you know, to see, to get the words for it. And I was looking to, uh, for it on the internet to God be the glory. There wasn't any song like that. It's actually, so we looked under my tribute to God be the glory and we found it. So here it is uh, with this immense orchestra. It's actually a um, symphony orchestra and uh, two choirs, the Life Choir. Uh, my tribute to God be the glory. Father God, Praise your holy name, Father God. I thank and praise your holy name. I never knew that you'd choose me in the last days to be the head of a worldwide 
work of God, preaching the gospel to hundreds of millions of people, so that they could be led to glory, and they would all give glory to you, Father God. None of the glory goes to me, Father. I give all my love and my praise to you, Father God, be the glory. And I thank you, Father God. How can I say thanks for all the things you have done for me? Things so undeserved yet you give to prove your love for me the voices of a million angels could not express my gratitude all that I am or ever hope to be
All right, to God be the glory. And to God, uh, all the glory goes, that's for sure. And there's no way that I could uh, possibly express uh, how fortunate I am that the Lord chose me. I didn't believe in God or Jesus. I didn't believe in heaven or hell. I didn't believe in any of that until he uh, showed how real he is, how powerful he is. He came down to me in an office in Beverly Hills and um, shut off my ears and talked through my body. I, I could hear better in my body, different every part of my body, than I could in my uh, natural ears. And he was telling me, stand up on your feet and tell the people in this room about the Lord Jesus Christ and that he's coming back to earth again or thou shalt surely die. And I was in the middle. I thought I was going crazy at first. And then he just kept persisting. He wouldn't let me get out of the office. And there was uh, movie stars there. There were attorneys there. There was uh, an entourage of people that I had with me, a 17-man uh, entourage, um, six motorcycle, Los Angeles police uh, officers, uh, motorcycle cops, and um, uh, we had a limousine driver, plus this singer that I was promoting, and um, beloved, the Bible says, believe not every spirit. Well, you could say, well, that might have been another spirit that you was listening to. When the Lord threatened you or you thought it was the Lord threatening you. But it wasn't because um, the, the devil would never tell you to tell people about Jesus Christ. And that he's coming back to earth again. Uh, Satan isn't going to start preaching the gospel or make you preach the gospel among other people. And I didn't believe in God or Jesus. I'm Jewish. And I, uh, that's uh, the most repugnant thing in the world for me at that time to do that. But the Lord did it in such a way that uh, there was no way that I could resist. Because when I tried to get out of the office, the spirit, my spirit started going in and out of my body and my uh, heart started beating very strong. It was extremely embarrassing to me to talk about religion in a business meeting. They were there to invest in this singer that I was doing the big promotion on. I did uh, actually a quarter page, a half page, a three-quarters page, a whole page, two-page, three-page, and a four-page spread in Billboard on this singer. It cost thousands of dollars. And the last thing I ever wanted for people to believe is that I was crazy. Uh, I just, uh, I knew, you know, what to do when it comes to promoting something, to selling something. And uh, I'm older and wiser now, and I still know what I knew then, but I know so much more now. I know the Lord. And the uh, Bible says that we're not to know anybody but the Lord if we want to go to the uh, to the kingdom of heaven and stay out of hell. And so he says in his word, love not uh, the world. Love not the world, because everything that's in the world is uh, lust. The lust of the eyes, uh, the uh, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, everything. Like you can see people like this uh, Carlin, uh, this uh, supposed-to-be comedian, 
he dies, and everybody's just giving him great honor because he was real smutty, and he was uh, mocking the gospel, but he knows now that he shouldn't have done that because he had to face God. It's appointed unto man one time. He wants to die in one time, only you're not coming back in deja vu or any of this kind of stuff. You're not coming back as a pelican or a stork or a hooping crane or a bison or a pig, whatever. You're not. You just die once and after death, the judgment. So he knows, and we're brought to full awareness when we stand before God. We're taken out of this body that we're living in here. This is something that a lot of people don't like to talk about. They don't like to, you know, go and pick up a 12-pack of uh, Pepsi or Coke and talk about death and judgment. They just don't because they're escape artists. They may believe it's true in a uh, sense, but you can tell that they're so glazed over that they don't. And this is why the Lord warns us all throughout his word through his different uh, prophets and apostles, and mainly Jesus. But it's the same spirit that's in the prophets, so, you know, there's no, no different spirit. And this same spirit through the apostle John, who warns us of Antichrist, uh, says, beloved, he's talking to the born-again Christians that have already been put through some sort of fire from the Lord. He's told them now, believe not every spirit, beloved. Beloved, he's talking about the brothers and sisters that have already received the spirit. Now, now that you have the spirit, Satan's going to try to deceive you into falling away. So there's hundreds of millions of different spirits in the world. And he doesn't want us to believe, uh, don't believe every spirit. But try, I mean, test the spirits, whether they are um, of God. At first I thought this, if there's a God, then there's a Satan. And I don't know if this is Satan telling me to say these things in this room with all these people that don't believe in God, and they uh, they thought of me just as a genius promoter. All right, so they says, don't uh, listen to it. Don't believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see if they are of God. Well, a person that's just hearing from God, you don't know how to test the spirits. But later, he knew that I would ask questions. And I did ask Susie, I said, how do, how would I know that that was of the Lord? She says, Tony, uh, the devil would never tell you to preach the gospel, would never tell you that Jesus is coming back to earth again and tell the people in the room he did that because of your ego. You wanted to, to be known as a great mind. Uh, like Hemingway or somebody like that, or, you know, like uh, P.T. Barnum, who is the uh, head of this big circus. He was a good promoter, a good promoter. And he says, but uh, don't believe all the different spirits, but try all these hundreds of millions of spirits, whether they are true, they are of God. Because many false prophets, there's so different, many of them, uh, but so different uh, 
uh, amount of different uh, false prophets are on earth. Some of them believe that, uh, you know, there's Martians, and some believe that there is, uh, that these flying saucers are from them, from Mars or someplace. They're not, they're from heaven. And I know that because soon I prayed. Uh, I really didn't have my heart in it because I didn't believe in such a thing. And I didn't believe that God would answer such a prayer. But Susie was really, uh, digging into the Lord while we were just driving. She says, Father, she says, hold hands with me. Uh, Tony, she said, if, um, let's pray to see uh, if there are really flying saucers. So we held on to each other's hands and she, and she said, Father, and I said, Oh, Father, uh, if there be flying saucers, she said, let us see them. And we're out in this dark desert headed for Las Vegas because we were going to get married. Because the Lord had just showed us the visions that uh, would put both of us together. We knew that we were supposed to be married, even though Susie was nine years older than me. I, we knew that we were to be married and that it was of the Lord. And that's the most wonderful feeling to know that the person that you're married to is directly of the Lord and from the Lord. The Lord showed us visions that we're going to be married. And so on our way there, we're praying that we could see Susie one to pray to see flying saucers. And here they came. That's why they know, uh, we know that, uh, that they are not from Mars because we weren't praying to Martians. We we're praying to God in the name of Jesus. And here they came, squadrons of them. All right. And so we knew, uh, that there are flying saucers. And Susie always told me before that, that these flying saucers are from heaven, that they're angels surveying the earth just before Jesus comes back to earth again. And the same wheels within a wheel are mentioned in the book of Ezekiel. So we know by praying to God that we were testing the spirits. We knew they were not from some planet because we tested the spirits. Uh, whether they were of God, these flying saucers are not. So we prayed to God, not to Martians, and here they came. Because we asked God in the name of Jesus, and they came. And they came so close to the window of the car that I ducked uh, under, by the floorboard. I got way down low, and Susie just kept driving the car slow, slowly, but... Uh, and I says, why don't you stop the car? Because you're heading for them and they're heading for us. And um, she's before that, she says, Tony. And I said, yes. She says, do you see what I see? And I said, yes. And so she said, what? And I said, flying saucers. And she put her fingernails into my hand saying, yes. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. So... I have no doubt that Satan can show uh, different flying saucers and put these satanic spirits in them to manifest themselves to where they look like these weirdo egghead type beings. Because everything that God has, Satan has a uh, imitation of uh, that he sends uh, into the world. They've gone out into the world. Out of where? Out of hell. 
Verse 2. Hereby know ye the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. Well, the Lord says for us to pray in faith, believing that you're going to receive. Now, it was Susie's faith that brought these uh, flying saucers down because I thought it was a, a, a stupid prayer. And here it was, a real prayer from Susie. She knew the Lord. Uh, so this is the way that we know the Spirit of God. Every spirit, a man's spirit, that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. Well, this is why the Lord wanted me to, in the office, uh, say, uh, Jesus is coming. God wants me to tell you. Not a Martian wants me to tell you. But God wants me to tell you that Jesus Christ is coming back to earth. Now, I never read the Bible, didn't know anything about it, and I didn't like uh, to talk about Jesus being Jewish. It was like putting a red flag before a bull if you'd mention his name. I wanted to tear the cross down from off the hill over across from the Hollywood Bowl because every time I'd come into town, I'd see this cross. And it would remind me of death. And I thought, thought, these Gentiles, all they want you to do is think of death. We're going to die soon enough. And I don't want to know about it when I'm going into Hollywood, West Hollywood, Beverly Hills, to have a good time before I was saved. So, um, don't believe every spirit. But here's one thing he instructs us to know. Every spirit that confesses, and confession is that you do the commandments of the Lord. Every spirit that does what the Lord says to do and uh, that states that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. Well, the way that we confess that uh, Christ has come into the, into the world in the flesh is that we allow him to live in our flesh So he can do the same things in us as he did in his own flesh uh, that uh, was begotten by the Holy Spirit. It was still human flesh, human blood, human bones, but still he was a God-man. He definitely was a man. So if you confess that he came into the world as a man, but if you say that his flesh was more holy than uh, human flesh, then, then you're not confessing that Christ came in the flesh of a human being. And the reason that the Lord allowed that to happen was to show all human flesh is weak, but with the Spirit of God in you, that you can be as strong as Christ was. That is, if you study the Word of God enough to where you have the full armor of God on. Now, verse 3 And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. In other words, everybody that doesn't do the will of God is saying, nah, we couldn't keep the commandments of the Lord. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. 
So they're saying every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist. Well, there's a lot of preachers that say, you know, nobody's perfect. But if Christ with his Father and by the Holy Spirit is in you, then you are perfect and uh, you have the Spirit of God in you. And this is how you can tell that people are not of the Lord, but they're of the devil, is that they don't confess that Christ came in the flesh. And they say no one's perfect, and so we can just do whatever we want, and God is going to send us into heaven, and we'll never go to hell. Once saved, always saved. These are the spirit, uh, people that are of the spirit of Antichrist. And every spirit, I'm talking about, uh, if there's a uh, hundred billion spirits that say that, or a billions of spirits that say, uh, that confess not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, it is because of the fact that they say that no one is perfect and, uh, they're saying that the flesh of Jesus was different than yours and mine, and the Bible tells us that he was exactly like we are, uh, as far as being a human is concerned. And he was tempted all the ways that we are. Is not, these people are not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist. Uh, so uh, anybody like, uh, what's this preacher that says uh, these things all the time? Charles Stanley. He's uh, the spirit of Antichrist. Now, he preaches the gospel, but he says it's impossible to be perfect. When the Bible tells us we must be perfect without spot or blemish. Whereof ye have heard that it should come. You heard, uh, if you read the Bible, you heard that the spirit of Antichrist should come. Well, the spirit of Antichrist is the lawless ones. People that believe, ah, no one can keep the commandments of the Lord. No one's perfect. Uh, you people that say those things, you're filthy liars. And you make God a liar, you filthy pigs. You filthy dogs. I mean, you're just copying out. You're not uh, giving God the glory that he lives in people and gives them the same strength that he has because the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are the ones that created the entire universe. And if they're living in you, then you're perfect. Well, you've heard that uh, the spirit of Antichrist should come. And even now already is it in the world. Verse 4. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Who's them? The people that are of Antichrist. And I want you to know that I've overcome Antichrist. I won't listen to Charles Stanley or anybody like him or any Baptist or, uh, you know, I witness to them because I don't hate them. I just say, you're not of the Lord. Uh, and I'm saying that in love because, you know, people strike out at people that say you're not of the Lord. Because they think you hate them and that you're judgmental. 
But I'm not judging with my own judgment. I'm telling you that the Lord says for us to test the spirits with the word of God to see if they be true, if they be of God. Because there's many of these uh, evil spirits, these false teachers and false prophets that have come into the world, but they have not. uh, But little children, the people that are of the Lord, ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them these demons these devils that keep bombarding your head and telling you you can't keep the commandments of the lord because you're in the flesh and satan knows it and he's more powerful than you no he is not more he's more powerful than you but he's not more powerful than god uh lord jesus and the holy spirit these three are one and if they're in you, how could uh, Satan be stronger than God who created Lucifer, who became Satan of his own choice? But uh, we have overcome uh, those evil spirits because greater is he that is in you. See, he's greater. God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, these three are one are greater in you than he, the devil, that is in the world. So don't say that no one is perfect because you make yourself a liar and you're trying to make God a liar. Uh, the Bible, I just read to you, where the Lord says to the Apostle John, he says that um, the Lord is stronger than Satan. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, uh, the Apostle John said. Now, John is the one that asked Jesus, who is the one that's going to betray you? In other words, who is the Antichrist? And God told him. And then here's uh, John uh, reveals in the sixth chapter of John, the uh, the uh, Gospel of John, he tells us, chapter 6, verse 666, 666, who Antichrist is. It's those that uh, profess to know God, but they leave God and begin uh, espousing satanic doctrine. So they're allowing Satan to live in them rather than the Lord. But those of us that, uh, who he says, ye are of God, little children, and have overcome these antichrists because greater is the Lord, Jesus the Father and the Holy Spirit that is in you than he, the devil, that is in the world. So already we know that we are perfect because those of us that walk not after the flesh but after the spirit are perfect. There's no condemnation. We're not condemned with the rest of the world. Verse 5. They are of the world. And everything that's in the world is evil, the Bible says. Basketball, football, baseball. Boxing, smashing people's teeth out, breaking their noses. Breaking the noses of the image and likeness of God. God made us to look like him, like Jesus. They are of the world, these antichrists. Therefore, speak they of the world. 
everyone that just wasn't that a wonderful show wasn't that a great uh, concert wasn't this great wasn't that great in the world they never say jesus is great god is great god is the only great one in the whole world and the world listens to them they are of the world therefore they speak of the world and the world hears them that's why the world doesn't hear what we say because we're speaking of the real great one these three are one jesus the father the holy spirit the father son and the holy spirit and he's telling us how to judge uh, these evil spirits how could we know to stay away from the evil spirits if he didn't instruct us how to do it? Hmm? We are of God. He that knoweth God hears us. Like we have people in the church, like I keep telling people, you know, in the church that they have to obey those that have the rule over them. Because God tells us to do something and then we tell somebody in the church to do it and they don't do it. They just make up their minds, well, we'll send this in the next box. Or uh, I says, do it right away. Well, they don't hear you. They're not part of the army of God because, you know, when I was in the Navy, I was in the number one company that had ever been through the Navy in 70 years. And Chief Secor, if you disobeyed him once, you would go to 909 Baker. Uh, I was in company 869. And we were the meatball company, which means four old perfect. And uh, even, you know, uh, according to the Navy standards, we were perfect. So, uh, how much more? You know, when the Lord says anyone that is disobedient, because it isn't I that said you have to uh, listen to what I say and do, because he made me the commander of his army here on earth. God did. And I'm not a liar. I'm telling you the truth. All right, so when I tell you to do something, do it for your own good. The Lord just threatened one of the people in the church. He said, I'm going to kill him within six months to a year. And he kept arguing with me. And then he even got off of a treadmill over the place where we work out and says, I'm not a liar. Well, you are a liar because the Lord says that anyone, we're testing the spirits now, that doesn't do what the Lord says is antichrist. Because he's speaking, he's exalting himself, and he's so disobedient, it's exasperating. We are of God. And so uh, I told him, now the Lord's just talking to me right now, plain, that it's only going to be three months now. You want to keep arguing with me, the leader of the whole army of God here on earth? You want to keep arguing with me? And he was silent for a while. Well, let's see. Uh, he, and he's kept silent since. But how's that going to reverse? 
God isn't a man that he's going to repent of what he said. When he says something, he means it. Verse 6, we are of God. He that knoweth our God hears us. Those of us apostles. Now, apostleship um, nowadays is where Paul saw Christ. He was born out of season. He didn't walk with Christ. Uh, he was actually against the body of Christ. He was uh, helping kill Christians and was rounding them up to be prosecuted and persecuted. We are of God. He that knoweth God listens to us. He that is not of God uh, argues with us. They hear, they don't hear us. They hear not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of antichrist, error, sin, the spirit of sinners. Verse 7, beloved, he's talking to the ones that listen to what he says, John here, let us love one another. In other words, let's keep the commandments before one another. For love, keeping God's commandments, is of God. And everyone that loves is born of God. In other words, everyone that keeps God's commandments is born of God. This love doesn't mean that you go up and hug people and kiss them and stuff like this. this is sensual, and God doesn't mean this at all. You have to learn Bible meaning of the Word of God. We Jews wrote the Bible, and we know what it's really saying. You Gentiles have made it into a lovey, huggy, kissy, squeezy type thing. And there's many people that go to church that are committing adultery with uh, people that are in church. And they uh, do all kinds of filthy things. He that loves keeps God's commandments is born of God and knows God. God doesn't want people to be sloppy, full of sloppy sentimentality. And he wants them to keep the commandments. Verse 8, he that loveth not doesn't keep the commandments, but those that argue with the head of the church here on earth. They loveth not, knoweth not God. For God is a person that kept his own commandments. Is God is love. That means he kept his own commandments. He doesn't tell us to do something that he didn't already do himself. Verse 9. In this was manifested the keeping of God's commandments the love of God, keeping God commandments toward us, because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through following his example, through him, that uh, he kept all the commandments of the Lord, he didn't sin. Well, God doesn't expect us to do that until we're born again of the Spirit. And so the first thing, the first step, is to become born again of the Spirit. Herein is love or the keeping of God's commandments. Not that we love God, or we kept God's commandments, but that he kept his commandments. He loved us. He kept his commandments first and sent his Son 
to be the propitiation for our sins so that we could have his spirit in us and be totally void of any uh, condemnation because we were condemned until he came into the world kept all the commandments and then washed us so uh, he said come and get follow me follow my example take up your cross deny yourself and follow me verse 11 beloved if God so loved us if he kept the commandments so that we can see what it was that we're supposed to do we ought also to love one another to keep God's commandments so everyone that could uh, that sees us can know that we're of God too all right now um, no man has seen God at any time why because God the Father is a spirit and you can't really see him if we love one another if we keep God's commandments God dwells uh, in us and uh, his uh, the keeping of his commandments is perfected in us now we're not perfect exactly when we get saved but we still go to heaven but we have to continue reading the word so that we can become perfected by keeping his commandments God dwells in us and his love is perfected in us uh, his uh, the keeping of his commandments are become perfect after we put on Christ the word of God and uh, continue therein hereby know we that we dwell that we dwell in him so he must the father the son and the holy spirit must dwell in us and we must dwell in him in his word and in he is, and he in us because he has given us of his Holy Spirit. He's given it to us free of charge. Verse 14. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Well, how can he be the savior of the world? To all those of us that believe him and keep his commandments. Verse 15, whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the son of God, God dwells in him and he in God. You mean to say we can just confess, say, you know, with our tongue? No, it isn't just, con you're confessing when you keep all the commandments in front of the people in the world then people will know that Jesus, the Son of God, God, that God dwells in us. And he and we in God. Verse 16, and we have known and believed the love that God has to us. We have known and believed uh, the love, the keeping of God's commandments that God has uh, to us. He kept uh, his own commandments so that we can say, hey, we have to do the same thing. God, he said to come and follow him. God is love. In other words, the keeping of his commandments. He did that. And he went overboard. He sent his only begotten son. Would you send your son to die for sinners? 
sinners that are hateful? No, he wouldn't. Because God is not like us. And so don't say, well, God wouldn't be God. He wouldn't send his son in. Yes, he did. He sent him into the world to us. And he that dwelleth in God's commandments or love dwells in God and God dwells in him. All right. Now it's... um, We've run out of time here. So what we're going to do is read some mail. Where's the first letter from? From Alto Talara, Peru. Okay, let's hear what they say. Translated from Spanish. God bless you all. Brethren at the Tony Alamo Ministries in the United States, I am the pastor of the church of Alto Talara, situated in Peru. I am a non-denominational church, a free church. I was given one of your pieces of literature. We're non-denominational too. There isn't one denomination that I would like to say that I'm a part of because they are all haywire. Then what? I read it, and it is according to the word of God. I would like to start off by asking you to send me your literature, and then I would like to ask you to allow me to unite myself with your ministry. I have a congregation of 60 brethren. Pastor Lamo, I would like you to consider what I've asked for. That's a real church. Anytime you see these big, huge congregations, what they are is people pleasers. They're not really preaching the keeping of God's commandments. Otherwise, they wouldn't have tens of thousands of people sitting there under them. Then what? That's Pastor Luis Manuel Correa from Alto Tolera, Peru. Okay. Now, uh, do you have another one real fast? We've only got a few seconds here. Uh, from Lome, Togo, um, from French. Dear Pastor, at this time I want to sincerely thank you for the importance you have shown towards me. I've received the precious package containing the world newsletters, French Messiah books for the advancement of the Lord's work. Your gesture has been appreciated by all my military colleagues. They've all benefited from your generosity and thank you for the pr- propagation of the divine word throughout the world. The newsletters were given out during an evening prayer meeting that was organized by one of our majors. I'm very humbly asking you again to send me some more French Messiah books, Bibles, and world newsletters for free distribution in our military garrison because the colleagues there have been asking me for the French books and Bibles. In hopes of hearing from you very soon, may the Lord bless you richly and return all your future expenses back to you. Your brother in the Lord, Kayami Gabin from Lome, Togo, Africa. All right. Well, it's time to pray now. Those of you people that really want to know what it's like to be perfect, the way that God calls the word perfect, it's those that deny themselves, they ask Christ with his Father by the Spirit to enter into you, and then you uh, take up the cross, deny yourself, because the Lord says, love not, don't love the world. There's nothing in here that's going to uh, get you into heaven. Don't focus on the world. It's like uh, focusing on a garbage dump that's going to burn. And so why mess around with it? Uh, Come to the Lord and ask him to give you that same power that he had and get involved with the ministry, with the spiritual things, the things that are of the kingdom of heaven so that you can stay out of hell and the lake of fire and go to heaven. So let's say this prayer, and uh, God will respond to you instantly. 
say this prayer. My Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. He's the Word of God. And the Word was made flesh. I believe that he, Jesus died on the cross and shed his precious blood, this precious human blood, on the cross for me. And I believe that you, Father, raised him from the dead to show everyone that he truly was God come in the flesh. You uh, raised him from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, I open my heart, Father God, Lord Jesus, and I invite you into my heart, by the Holy Spirit. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Wash all the filthy sins away that I've ever committed in your precious blood. Um, I know you won't turn me away because you say so. Your word says that all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Now just raise your hands up and praise the Lord and give him all the glory and the praise and the honor because he deserves it for saving your soul, the things that God went through to save your and my soul. Now, uh, share and tell our listening audience how they can receive a copy of this uh, tape, this program. You say a tape or an audio, um, an audio tape or a CD. It's free. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370, or fax to area code 479-782-7406. All right, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for another direct uh, instruction, a true instruction on the straight and narrow way into the kingdom of heaven. Follow those instructions and you'll live. If you don't, well, of course, uh, you know the other side. Uh, This is myself here uh, singing for you, I Believe. That's what it's all about.
začali. Lee.